Looking for miracles? I totally understand. But the thing is, you're not going to find them in the corners of your streets or in the alleys of your memories. You need to remember that you are the miracle. You are the miracle that you need to be in the world. This is Lena Ski, hostess of the Supernova podcast, and this is your weekly invitation to greatness. Hi Sue, welcome to the Supernova podcast. It is absolutely amazing to have you here. I'm so grateful. It's so nice to meet you. <laughs> so great to connect with a plethora of purpose-centered entrepreneurs from around the world. You're from LA, or you're close to LA, and the world is just awakening so much more to this body of work, and this message just needs to be heard. So I believe you're into talking about helping women really step out of the overwhelm and having life really work for them. Yes, I am very interested. You know, the Dalai Lama recently or in the past few years said that it was going to be Western women or first world women who are going to change the world. And that resonates so deeply with me. Women for the first time in history after they've raised their children, after they've had a successful career, we have this long life expectancy. We have time for an entire different career after our normal, you know, our, our, our previous life expectancy. And a lot of women are, don't know what to do with that. Um, and they spin their wheels a lot. Maybe they do some volunteer work or charity work, but that's not really fulfilling them. So I think it's really exciting what women can do. Mm. And it's such an exciting time to be a woman as well. And again, the opportunities that come out of it, it's, it's just really exciting. Yes. And, and the business, the, the work model that we have grown up in doesn't work for us. So we tend mm -hmm. to be overwhelmed and go into burnout. And, and, and th there are strategies that we can use to just get out of that. Life can be easy. <laughs> I, know. I, I think maybe not well however you hold it like simple easy thing but there's definitely a different way of being like exactly what you were just saying like that male masculine i don't want to make it male but that masculine kind of structure to business it, it's been great for doing things and getting things done but the industrial era is over we're we're not in that production house we're not in you know, cogs in a wheel, just constantly putting things out there anymore. The world has evolved and the way we live our lives and the way we do our business needs to meet that as well. It absolutely does. And it does not work particularly in a woman's body to be in that adrenaline-based um, work harder mode it, it, because we don't deal with adrenaline. Adrenaline breaks down in about five minutes in our bodies, and there's all these toxic residues from adrenaline. And what we do is we create little fat cells to store them in because we, we can't metabolize that. So our bodies don't do well in that adrenaline mindset at all. So it's time for women to take over the world and create a whole new model. <laughs> I love that. I'm almost seeing like a book come out like, the reason why you're fat is because you're not showing up and you're not like taking over the world. Like, if you do that, you're, you're going to be perfect and healthy and beautiful and gorgeous and everything you are. 
the secret sauce right there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, you've had quite an, from the sounds of it, quite an interesting journey. Like you really quantum leaped into business, kind of like a girl after my own heart. Like I wasn't somebody who just always lands up going for the deep end. It's like, I'm just going to commit to it and go in and make it work. And in that process, um, I'm sure you ended up learning the hard way up in terms of how you put that whole thing together. So, so how was that experience for you? Well, it was very interesting because about 14 years ago, I got my master's degree in spiritual psychology. And from that time, you know, I, everything was bliss at that time. You know, my heart was open. The world was lovely. It was wonderful. But there was work that I had not done inside. And what I ended up doing is sort of putting all my eggs in one basket. And that basket was connected with a man who I thought was going to be my life partner and my business partner. We were going to grow this wonderful consulting and coaching business together. And anyway, and I put all of my, I, I jumped in with both feet into that relationship and into that dream and into that idea of reality. And it turns out that wasn't really what it was. And I was learning that I need to step up in my own power and the relationship imploded because I was not being powerful. And that was such a fantastic learning experience for me. But I'll tell you, it was not easy. It, it has not been fun. And, you know, th three years ago, I sort of booted him out of my life, jumped in with both feet again and said, I need to learn to stand on my own feet. And mm -hmm. I've been sort of slipping and sliding and and stand on my own feet since that moment it's been amazing but yeah that's really where the magic lies but i think you said a very interesting thing about learning to be powerful and again i think there's been a lot of evolution happening around that concept because if we see it from that kind of masculine structure it's about being powerful in the outside realm so it's got that political egoic economical thing and a lot of that doesn't resonate with us so being able to shift it into hold on i can actually be personally powerful rather than this media manipulated version of what power actually is that Absol would serve me a lot more absolutely and that power you know when when we begin to get in touch with it it comes from inside and it's all about showing up it's about knowing both that we are a drop in the ocean and that we are, that, that the ocean is not complete without our full participation as that drop. Mm -hmm. and, and so that's just such an exciting world because nobody that I know really, well, that I know personally, I, probably there are people out there, but nobody that I know who has, has really dug down into the center of their energetic being and said, who am I? Hmm. Who am I actually? What, what, you know, how do I shine this light in the broadest possible sense? Not because I want to be influential or impactful out there, but because it has an urgency of itself to, to shine and to blossom hmm. and to connect with that, um, that, that that power, it's a power. It's the power that creates universes and creates worlds and it exists in our bellies. 
you know, and if we can touch in with it and allow it to just open us, uh, we will have impact in the world. There's, but that's not the goal. The goal mm-hmm. is to just blossom as fully as possible. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think when you when you make that your your byproduct or just something as a result that happens, it's a lot more pure. It's a lot more authentic. It's a lot more purposeful. When you do that other part, then you get stuck in the doing piece and so many things end up coming up and getting in your way. Well, absolutely. And your reference point is different. So when we're in the more masculine doing world, we're always checking outside of ourselves to see if we're having an effect. And and the criteria of being fully empowered in the way that I think you and I are talking about it is that we're looking inward. Am I fully in alignment? Am I doing everything that this energy wants to do right now? Am I doing it as fully as possible? It's a different way of checking, a different way of knowing. Oh, absolutely. For sure. And it's it's the kind of thing that sparks miracles, which I know that you're you're very big on talking about. You've got this whole little concept of miracle manifestors. Yes. Can you just expand a little bit on that? Well, I think once we go into that self-discovery process, what we realize is the absolute, it's not just lip service anymore that we're spiritual beings having a human experience. We are primarily energy beings. And, you know, it, it's not, um, you know, it's not taught in school or it's not accepted by the military industrial complex or the educational system to, to think about us that way, you know, but we are primarily energy beings and we have all of this potential to use that power that creates universes in all kinds of ways if we learn to tap into it and how and the rules about how it works. So when we do that, then we can literally move into making miracles happen in the physical world. Mm. But again, it's not about making miracles happen in the physical world. It's about being in alignment with that that power inside. Absolutely. I I totally agree with you on that. Again, because what we're saying, it just throws you out of that, that energy point and the other thing that then happens as well is that even the miracle becomes distorted because then you think it needs to be this really epic walking <laughs> on water kind of thing and you're constantly trying to live in your own shadow you're living in your own greatness the shadow of your own greatness with that yes but when you step into alignment you're actually like just sitting there just breathing mm-hmm. just what the miracle really is Mm -hmm. I love those moments yeah they're beautiful and the thing is about being a spiritual adventurer is that we we learn we we explore the idea of doing that more like it's it's wonderful to have those moments and a lot of people have those moments but they don't consider it to be their real life like they have those moments and then they get back on the computer and start writing emails right or they, have, <laughs> right? or they have those moments when they're out in nature, but they consider them to be the spa retreat and not the actual real life. But from a spiritual adventure or miracle manifesto point of view, that is real life. Mm-hmm. And, and to fill ourselves, I went on a quest right about the time that I uh, released the, the relationship from my life. I went on a quest um, 
to spend some time every single day of my life in conscious conversation, which is not chit-chat, getting to know you conversation, but the kind where we're looking into each other's eyes and communicating on a heart and soul level. And I don't succeed in doing that every day, but because I'm busy and I have other stuff that I'm doing, but I try to do that every single day, whether I'm talking with someone that I know or someone that I know can go there, like I know you could go there with me, or whether I'm talking to the waitress at the restaurant, it doesn't matter. That's, you know, that's one of the things that we realize as miracle manifestors is that we have a, some people have a perception still that, oh, I can go there. I know how to access that energy, but the people around me don't. Mm -hmm. And the truth is that everyone knows how to access that energy and the people around us are dying and starving for someone to go there with and they don't know how to do it either. They don't, so, so when we make those connections, we feel that sense of collaboration on the energy level, on the spiritual level, if you will, um, that, that is already there. It's always there. But we tap into it and we recognize it and we pay attention to it. And it's so phenomenally satisfying. Yeah, those moments are really profound when, when you have that kind of really deep connection, not the superficial 3D, what some people even call muggle connection, <laughs> right. you know, where it's, it, it's just the surface level transactionary thing, just for getting by. Almost like an ant kind of just brushes its antennas like, okay, great, and we move on in that kind of quest. But when you actually have those, and they're actually so powerful, and I know a lot of people who, who aren't maybe that spiritual who will mention these kinds of moments. It's like I had this most profound conversation in the shopping queue or at the bank or on a train. And it's like, but you can have that every single day. It's like... Why aren't you making that your choice? <laughs> yeah. You can do it. Like, why aren't you wanting to do more of it? Well, and that's the, the $64,000 question, right? Is why mm -hmm. are we not doing more with this? That's the whole I thrust behind this idea of spiritual adventurers is there are, we want to do more of it. We just, you know, the world isn't set up. When we were children, that wasn't reflected back to us as a valuable pursuit for most of us, you know, it was like, oh, you're daydreaming again, or why do you have to be so serious or, you know, whatever, um, <laughs> whatever messages we got. So, so to collaborate together on a global scale, what you're doing with your podcasts and with your coaching and, and what I'm doing with my coaching here in Los Angeles and, and just, you know, to collaborate on a global level to say, no, wait, there's a, another description of reality that we can begin to participate in and it will change everything in the world. Mm -hmm. All the old structures are crumbling. We see it happening and we don't know what to do about it on the 3D level. There doesn't seem to be a solution, but in, that, in the deeper level, in the non-muggle, the Hogwarts level, um, there is a solution and we're doing it. We're creating a, a safety net in the kind of conversation that we're having now and the work that we're doing, the commitment that we have to stay authentic. Um, we're creating something that will capture us when we, when those systems crumble, I think. That's my vision for the world. Hmm. And, and I love the fact that the world is starting to meet that. I love the fact that, for example, there's so many more business coaches out there 
that aren't coming from the consultancy mindset which always annoyed me <laughs> i mean consultants are great you, you do need to know the how-tos or, or marketing coaches that came in from the how-tos as well but you know and to kind of step into like what's the deeper essence like what is it that you really want to create what is it that you really want to stand for and let's have that spiritual conversation and bring that into into the world yes and we don't have to be woo woo about it that's the other thing that's so cool is we don't have to be we don't even have to mention spirituality i mean i find ways to talk about this from an energy point of view or from a presence point of view people understand those terms more than they connect sometimes with the spiritual language uh, yeah so it's wonderful and and it's and and we do see this happening you do see around the world pockets of of inspiration and wonderful things that are happening opening in the catholic church that's happening recently and um popular movements in countries to 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 be free and to be open and to be authentic i mean it's beautiful if we look at it, if we look for that Oh, it's happening all around. And I think there's been such a big question around authenticity. Like so many people are really just wanting to return to it because they're just seeing that this other way of being really just doesn't work. And it's so great that so many people are asking the questions because I think that's the, that's the place where if they haven't done the work, at least they're triggering that response and they're triggering that awakening for themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then it's up to us to show people the roadmap to to actually live a different life in that other description of reality. And that's the work that you're doing. You're doing it from a business point of view and marketing. And that's the work that I'm doing um, and doing it from a just, you know, this is really fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun to be a spiritual adventurer and to push the, the boundaries of what we were taught was possible in any realm of life. So give me a description of what a spiritual adventure is. Like what, what does this person kind of look for and, and what is their adventure? <laughs> well, it, the, first of all, these are people who feel, who have connected with that longing for more inside. So we, we have that longing for more authenticity, for more depth, for more fulfillment. We're not satisfied anymore with the same conversations that we used to have or we're not satisfied with the same level of connection or um, sense of wonder, you know, that we used to be satisfied with, we're looking for more. And the reason it's an adventure is because every single act is like a risk taking. It's, it, it's a risk that we're taking to connect heart to heart in the, in the, the line at the grocery store, right? It's a risk that we're taking to connect heart to heart in our marketing or in our business um, connections that we're making. When you go to, when, when I go to a networking meeting, um, you know, everybody has their elevator speech that they do, right? So we have 30 seconds, blah, 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 blah. And I take a risk. My adventure in going to those is I'm not going to prepare a statement. I'm going to connect with that power inside me at the moment. And I'm going to say what needs to be said in that group to bring us to a different level. Now, I don't know. I succeed at that. But but it's but it's an adventure to keep trying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I think that's that's a real true way of being, because I think if I look at my journey and the whole supernova thing, if I hadn't taken the adventure, if I hadn't made it about that, 
there's this thing I called a comfort zone and this thing that I called okay and everything. I would have settled on that. Mm-hmm. And when I took that adventure, when I started seeing the world in that kind of way, I realized that that actually wasn't anywhere near comfort. There was nothing comforting about comfort. There was nothing okay about okay. Like, it's just been stamped into existence that that is the default response. But this is where you actually start thriving. And sure, you start making mistakes. But, you know, you're making mistakes in that world as well. Why not mistake, make mistakes in the things that you love doing and things that are actually going to bring you forward to a better existence? Right, and things that, although it, there's a risk involved, it's like this, the stakes aren't as high or they don't seem as high because we're connected with something deeper inside of ourselves. We're not in that general state of fight-flight that most people walk around in in their lives so that, so that if I make a mistake, it doesn't feel as threatening to me as it does if I know, if I'm in that mindset where I have to do it right, I have to, you know, I have to, I have to say just the right words in just the right order so that I have the effect that I want to have. And there's this pushing that happens that makes everything seem far more important or more life-threatening in a sense than, than it really is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a great example is I, I, one of the things that I do in my coaching practice is I always do a free initial consultation because I think it's really important for clients to, to dip their feet in and say, is this someone that I want to work with? And I want to screen the people that I work with as well. So I do a free consultation and there's some people that I've offered free consultations to who have refused. And one of the things that I love to do is when I get my energy straight about that is to call them up and ask them, you know, I noticed that you, you declined my offer of a free consultation. And I'm wondering without getting, I don't want them to get defensive because the first response in the 3D world is going to be, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And then some excuse comes out, right? Because they hurt my feelings or whatever. So I want to, I want to figure out ways to connect ready from that, from that heart and soul place. Um, so that the defensiveness doesn't come up and just to go, I'm really curious about what is, you know, why you would refuse this, why this doesn't seem like a good idea to you, because I'm going to learn something about myself and my presentation and my business and my industry by hearing this authentic response. I don't want the defensive excuses. I want the authentic response. So I'm experimenting with ways of, of doing that and having that conversation. I'm getting amazing results from people, you know, and uh, people who are hung up because they think that they're in competition with me and so they don't want to give me the business. People who um, who feel like they, they're not sure what a coach does and it feels like maybe it would get into private information that they don't want to share. It, it's just so fun, but, that, but it's an authentic response that I really value and really mm-hmm. appreciate. There's so much value in that. And I think, Sue, I think it's really amazing that you're doing that because there's such a degree of vulnerability in that. Even though you're getting them to really own what's happening for them, why <laughs> they're not connecting with this free thing, you've got to drop all your expectations, all your beliefs, all your agendas, the ego of like, you know, worth and self belief and all those things just to be open enough to hear whatever they have to say. And for a lot of people, that can be really, really scary. That's the risk, right? That's the adventurous part of it. It's, but, but it's a, but it's, it is an adventure. It's like, oh my gosh, this is just so fascinating because once you drop all the ego expectations and beliefs and 
lines of thought and you, and you go beneath that or underneath that to that authentic place, um, you get to a place where the whatever the response is to your question, it doesn't affect you. It doesn't put you in fight flight because you're just connecting and the connection is valuable enough. Exactly. It doesn't need anything else. So it's so beautiful. It's like, you, yes, it feels risky from the ego point of view, but once you actually do it, there's no risk at all. And that's what I love about adventuring. I know. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's like, why, why didn't we do this from day one? <laughs> why, why doesn't the world know about this? <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, why did it take me two and a half years to finally end this relationship that I knew, you know, needed to end in order for me to step up in my power? And when I did it, the, the internal rush of, of power and energy was so just beautiful and, and and I could all of a sudden see where I wanted to go with a clarity that I had I had obscured right with my mm -hmm. uh, this other agenda that I had that was a was an ego level fight flight agenda to I don't know to be in this relationship to create this dream with this guy who didn't even want to do it you know <laughs> So, so you take a leap and then the clarity happens mm -hmm. and it's very rewarding and very exciting. So the question mm -hmm. is, how do, how do people get themselves to the point where they're ready to take the leap? And, and that, that's a big question because there, it seems so threatening to do that. Of course it does. And there's so many different aspects that, that go into, to getting them to that point. And also I think to supporting them on that journey. Yes, and and everyone's going to have a very different, you know, approach. You can't kind of go, well, meditate or do this, or yoga is going to be the cure for it, or you know, go go to India for a couple of years and then you're <laughs> going to come back with the answer. Um, because again, we start externalizing all these things. Yeah, and in the end, I suppose all those things would actually do it. But there's a more a direct, like you can say affirmations every day, and and that will have an effect. It will ultimately help you shift your energy. Um, but there are more direct ways to happen. Well, well even, even with affirmations, if, you're, if your mind is almost laughing at everything that you're saying, if, if you've got that internal block and you're, you're just saying the words, but you're not really resonating with them, then, then the affirmation can go off center. I mean, ultimately, it is going to have an impact. It's going to start dulling that voice down. But it's also about how you approach affirmations. Yeah. Well, and, you know, because we have a very, most, all humans, have, you know, we perceive ourselves as separate from each other and separate from a more universal unity. Um, you know, there's, there's impacts of that in our affirmations. There's an undercurrent of belief that we have to work on in order to really be able to dive into all of the the sort of wonderful authenticity and empowerment that we're talking about we work against ourselves and we don't even know we're working against ourselves you said something really important that there was a period of time when what you were doing felt comfortable it was a comfort zone and then you realized you stepped outside of it and you realized that wasn't even really comfort mm -hmm. And this is a part of the growth process, right? So we have to be able to step outside and say, does this really feel good? 
You know, it's like eating candy. You know, eating candy feels good in the moment. Um, there's something satisfying about grabbing something sweet and sugary, right? But then there's this aftermath and you begin to wake up to the idea that, wait, that doesn't really feel good. It doesn't actually feel good. I thought it felt good. I lived for a long time thinking that it felt good. But really, it doesn't feel good. And so the question becomes, what does feel good? And as we go inward into ourselves, what we realize is what feels good is alignment with our true nature and with our power. That's what feels good. And, and there, you know, all the other things that we do are temporarily, temporary, I don't know, craving satisfactions or whatever, but really what we want, what we're all longing for is alignment inside ourselves, what you might call integrity, you know, is being, being one continuous um, being inside ourselves, loving ourselves fully all the way down to our feet, right? <laughs> Of course, <laughs> you can't. You can't kind of say I love myself, but hold on, like that toe or that pinky or my hair or this or the cellulite that goes beyond. beyond. <laughs> right. So that's a process to learn to do that, and it's a beautiful process. And I think it's a process that we're engaging in on a global level, and and it's a process that many many more individuals are engaging in in a deeper level inside themselves, and. And I think it's a process that women particularly are well-suited to, to, to engage in that process, and especially women who have already done all the 3D stuff, you know, raised the children, had the career. And so those women who, who, who are, you know, what may be well-established in their career, maybe 35 and up, you know, are well-positioned to be spiritual adventurers, and they want to. And just going back to that point, because I think there's a, a big distinction that also needs to be made, that you speak about the idea of feeling good and knowing what that is for you. And I'm sure as a coach, you know that sometimes you would ask a client that question and pure blank face would come back to you. <laughs> because just like defining success, just like defining failure, just really getting clear on what it is that you like doing, feeling good is quite quite a concept to really wrap yourself around like when you're not on that automated response so what tips would you kind of give to to help people connect with what that answer could be for them that's such a great question um i think one of the things that we owe it to ourselves to do is to lean into things you know just lean into does this feel good and ask the question like you're saying most of us never ask that question for a very long time um you know, does this feel good or, or is, does this fit in the overall vision that I have for my life? There was a there was a study that was done at Harvard University of business um, students, MBA students there. And I don't have the reference of this, but I've heard it from several different places. So I'm going to use it as a metaphor. Um, and the, the students after 10 years after graduation, the ones who had the most success in business, and this is measured by 3D world standards, were students who had engaged on a regular basis in a practice of self-reflection. So they spent time as CEOs of their own life, where they sat back in their office, put their feet up on the desk and said, is this working? 
<laughs> you know, what about this is working? What about this isn't working? And I'm talking about life, business, relationships, parenting, education, whatever. To sit mm -hmm. back on a regular basis and reflect is something that we're not taught. But the minute you do that and you allow yourself to be honest with yourself, you begin to be able to look at the things that aren't really working. That question of what feels good becomes paramount in your mind. You know, does this feel good? Is this right? Does this fit in with where I think I'm going? Does this, do I like this relationship? Do I, you know, how many people do you know? This always cracks me up. People who get together with groups of friends from high school or from college and they get together with them on a regular basis because they've always done it. So then now they're in their 50s and their 60s and they're still getting together with these people. And all they do is complain about it. They about, oh, they're so annoying and why they're like, they still get it. And it's like, so why are you still getting together with these people? <laughs> why are you expending your energy to do that in your life if it doesn't feel good to you? Mm. If you're not, if it doesn't make you happy. See, the thing is, this is the big thing that has been hidden from all of us is that in order to really develop ourselves and our world and humanity and to make a world that works for everyone and have more equality in the world and all of those things, it is required for us to get happier and happier and happier. Each one of us individually reaching out one step at a time to those things that feel more joyous to us, more satisfying. It's like a mandate. And, and that's what it I, is. it is. And that's what I love about spiritual adventuring is the mandate is you must be happier every step that you go. <laughs> I love that. Happiness required. Like, yeah, that, 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 that's the only thing you need to bring into this journey. Yes. Happiness. Yes. And just keep reaching out and tweaking your life to be happier and happier and happier. And then before you know it, you will be performing miracles because like it or not, when you connect soul to soul, eye to eye with someone you don't know, just say at the bank or at the, at the restaurant or at the grocery store, um, you have just performed a miracle. You've shifted something in that connection with that person that is miraculous and you will spiritual adventurers who are on this journey will just do that they don't even think about it it's not something that they plan to do at first it is but ultimately they just go out and they do that and the miracles happen around them mm. so this then becomes their higher intention and everything else just a byproduct of that exactly Exactly. And there's no more joyous way to live life than in alignment with that higher intention, which even for people who have been on this path for a long time is really elusive to understand what the higher intention is. <laughs> you know, just because it comes from a different mindset that we human beings, our personality can't quite grasp the mindset that holds the, the greater intention for our lives. Very often we see shades or shavings of it. We mm -hmm. make that the intention, and then we realize, hold on, there's actually something bigger on top of that, and there's something bigger and bigger and bigger. 
because it becomes that evolution as you step into it more it becomes a little bit more clearer and a little bit more clearer and it's not that we're chasing it it's not that carrot on the end of the stick it's just we're being in it but now we're actually opening our eyes to what it is that we're actually in yes yes and it's a beautiful process it's a very exciting process and it's part of my mission to bring this process to people who aren't even aware of a spiritual journey or an, a journey to authenticity. And so one of the things that I'm writing a book right now called Your Success Operating System, because we each do have three different operating systems. We have our basic fight, flight, adrenaline-based survival operating system. And then we have a more reasoned mindful success operating system and then we have this other fulfillment operating system that's that's led by that higher intention or that higher self and so just to understand that we all have all three and that most of us spend you know a few seconds in the fulfillment operating system and then right back into our fight flight basic self you know <laughs> then we spend maybe an hour or two working on our businesses or working at work or whatever in our success operating system. And then we go right back into the basic operating system, survival. How am I going to get my needs met? How am I going to get my needs met? Um, and so to have that, that description in our minds, in my experience, has really allowed people to go, wait, 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 wait. I don't want to live in my basic self all the time. That doesn't feel good to me. It's always threatened. It's always scanning for danger. It feels better to raise my vibration, to raise my energy, to, to raise myself up into a more reflective, observational, learning orientation to life. I'm just letting it sink in because it's, it's such a powerful message that needs to be heard. And the audience, I think, is really, really ready for it because the question of authenticity and personal power and really just having connection I mean, it's one of our most fundamental needs, being seen, being heard, being understood, just that essence, that, that's what drives us more than even getting love, that that's the core of it. It is. And if, if, we, if we can't nourish that, if we can't tap into that, and if we can't see that we've actually been starving ourselves of that very thing, yes, life becomes really torturous and, and hard. It does. And you just said that so beautifully. We do feel like we're starving. And when people are, are given the opportunity through whatever, through, through listening to your podcast, through coaching with you and me, through reading a book, through spending time in nature or making one of those heart and soul connections that we were talking about, when they're given the opportunity to expand into that greater awareness it's such a relief that's what it feels like it's like oh my gosh in that moment i can put down the burdens that i've loaded myself with in the 3d way of thinking <clears throat> and i can rest for a minute and connect i feel at one you know with something greater and it's so beautiful and we are hungry for it starving for it we are and again we go okay so how do i get the meal like where's the happy meal how do i supersize it what do i do and the like i can almost hear that there'd be somebody asking that question by default like not even knowing that they're asking that <clears throat> yeah well 
You know, there are a, a 7 billion of us on this planet and there are seven di different, 7 billion different pathways to that. There would have to be. <clears throat> but I think the main point that is coming out of this conversation for people to take away is, is, is stop and just reflect mm -hmm. and go towards what feels most in alignment with the high, the biggest picture that you can hold in your in your mind, right? Um, maybe for some people, especially for women, it's just having peace in their family. So taking time on a regular basis to to sit back and go, hmm, what's working in my family? What's not working? How can I address the things that aren't working and feed the things that are working? But taking that moment to reflect on whatever whatever vision of your life you hold is that restful moment. So, so I think that's a great strategy for people is to just take some time every day mm -hmm. and, and reflect on life. It's not meditation per se, although meditation opens whole other doorways. Um, and I think meditation is just a way of of doing that whatever your reflection tool is that'll be it you know for some people it'll be meditation for some people yoga some people will be reading or or channeling or something completely different painting that that's more the the application of it but the the, the lesson is in reflection is in reflection and that's why yoga tends to be so powerful because you are so brought into the moment of reflecting on can I hold this pose? You know? <laughs> but your energy is all brought inward and downward. Um, you're grounded and you're grounded in your body. And that does allow the mind to go into the reflective mode, mm -hmm. uh, and whether you know it or not. So, so to be aware of it adds another dimension to that. So you can do yoga or you can do your meditation or whatever, not be aware of the reflection that's happening, or you can do it and be aware of the reflection opportunity that it, that it provides for you. And that adds another dimension to it that quickens your progress in that spiritual journey inward. Oh, for sure. You've just taken a quantum leap through the whole thing. Yes. Yes. And it is a quantum leap. And um, because, because that objectivity observing ourselves is a characteristic of the success operating system it's not a characteristic of the basic operating system so as soon as we step out of ourselves and observe we've now quieted that fight flight operating system and we're, we've stepped into another mode of operating and it is a quantum leap mm -hmm. but it's it's a simple step if you remember to do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 amazing that something so small can be so exponential. Yes, it's it always so fascinating to see that. It's like wow, isn't it amazing? <laughs> we 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 live under the illusion that we have to make grand gestures, you know, or big things to 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 impact, you know, the course of our life or whatever we don't. It's tiny, 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 tiny little mm. steps. Yeah, I often get asked that because people go, but you always say it starts with a bang and that sounds so big. I'm like, your bang can be as big as, you know, starting a TV show or doing this or writing that book. But it could be as profoundly small and simple as just making that commitment to yourself 
and those little things because whatever that is it's already exponential it's already rippling through the universe and making a huge change it it, it does it, it is and the more solid a shift it is inside each individual the more ripple it has the more ripple effect it has it's so funny because you know yes you can you can you can have your big bang be writing a book but honestly writing a book is comprised of thousands of individual minutes and seconds of actually sitting down and writing and each one of those has an impact in the world each moment that i decide to sit down and work on my book rather than allow myself to be distracted by whatever, you know, even though it feels like there's a hurdle I have to get over to make myself do that, or there's resistance to go through to make myself do that. Every time I make that decision is a big bang. It's a quantum leap that decision. And it's an important one. And what we're seeing in the world that we were talking about earlier of all the positive changes and amazing things that are happening in the world are a result of accumulation of those quantum moments in individuals all around the world. And that's where it gets to be exponential. And that's where we get to really see the shift. And that's where the invitation is, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. And, and that the conversation that we're having and that you have with other amazing people on your podcast and the conversations that we have in our daily lives are every one of them is an opportunity for us to commit to that process of those ripples shifting and changing the world. Because I really do believe we're evolving. I really believe that in another two generations, our genetic structure will be different. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. It's already happening. Yeah. I mean, we're already in such a different place Mm -hmm. Um, just the spiritual awakening being able to tap into other senses being able to to more readily connect with our chakras even if you you know you haven't been doing that work that much Um, and just being able to be guided by our own intuition those are already skill sets that we haven't had Mm -hmm. those are already impacting on our DNA on such a huge level yes yes and, and, and it's beautiful. And that's where I like to keep my focus generally is on what is working because I like to apply and add my energy to those things that are working rather than things that aren't working. It's easy to get stuck in that vortex, but, <laughs> but, but I really prefer to keep my energy clear and clean and applied to what I want to see more of in the world. Mm. So how would you just quickly sum up as we wrap up this conversation? What does Sue want to see more of in the world? No, I want to see more of people. It comes right down to, I want to see more of people loving themselves and understanding who they really are on a deeper level. That will change everything. So if there's one message I have to give to people, however you can manage to find a way every day to love yourself more, that, that, that love will open up the doorway to your particular version of this spiritual adventurer's journey um, that will take you to your authenticity and to the place where you're, you're impacting, you're empowering the world without trying, without mm-hmm just by being you. 
Of course. And that one path, that one spiritual adventure that you could follow is by connecting with Sue. So Sue, how can people connect with you and ignite that journey for themselves? Beautiful. Well, there's a couple of different ways. Um, I I do have a Spiritual Adventurers um, Facebook page, um, which you can, if you find me on Facebook, you can find the Spiritual or search for Spiritual Adventures. So that's a group in Facebook. I also have a class that I will be starting again in January called the Spiritual Adventurers Masterclass, which is a telephone class. So it's global. Anyone can join. And the website for that is www.ourtransformationalchange.com. It's a long URL, but it's ourtransformationalchange.com. And so there's a website on that. And then generally, my, my general website is inward-journey.com. And that's got contact information, lots of freebies on that website. So check that out and then, you know, download so there's a meditation you can download on that site and some other information about my books and things like that. Brilliant. Well, I'll be sure to, to add the links and the, the keynotes provided as well. Beautiful. Beautiful. This was so fun. I'm so glad we did it. I'm so glad we did it. And I'm I'm just so glad that the conversation got out there and that it's now igniting and rippling and making so many connections not only in people's lives, but in like the bigger movement as well. Yes, because because peace and love is who we are, actually. And it, and this is an opportunity to just be that and express that in the world. So thank you so very much. Absolute pleasure to you. Give yourself permission. Permission to be amazing, bold, generous, valued, celebrated, inspired, and transformed. Because when you choose to live from courage and be authentically real, and you choose to make the moment, meet the moment, step up and step in, being the true illuminary that you really are, and honoring the supernova within, that's when you honor the invitation to greatness. For more information, head on over to www.lenaski.com Be the experience you want to see in this universe, in this world, in this moment, because that is exactly what the world demands of you. Join me, Lena Ski, hostess of the Supernova Summit in March 2015 for the Global Movement Summit. While you're at it, head on over to www.lenaski.com where you'll get resources, tools and podcasts to help you get your movement started right here, right now.